Hey, this is Paul Crosby from the band Cold Words, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, Rita. Hey, Mr. Soda Can and Paul. Hey. Hi. Paul, that's my partner, Rita. She's over in Finland. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. How are you doing, Paul? I am amazing. I woke up again this morning, and I, you know, that's a win. (laughs) (laughs) I like that attitude. Hell yeah. So thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. So for those not familiar with Cold Words, can you give us the two-sentence elevator boardroom pitch? Um, well, it's um, my new band that I, I um, started with. My two sons, Zach and Sean, were an alternative metal band from Houston, Texas. Okay, fair enough. Nice and short. With your sons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How did that yeah. come about? Um, during 2020 COVID-19 lockdowns, um, obviously I, you know, uh, a lot of people know me from being the drummer for saliva for 22 years. Um, no one was able to tour then obviously. So, um, I was at home and in order to break the boredom, I was just kind of writing songs, you know, just to have something to do. And, um, I had, I was speaking to my son, Sean, and and I was telling him, yeah, I'm just writing some stuff because I'm bored. And he was like, send me some, send it over. So I sent it to him. He liked what he heard. And he was like, let me do, let me work on some stuff with you. So me and him just started working on some stuff basically. And, and then uh, my other son, Zach heard it, heard it, and he started contributing. And then the songs were coming out good. So we had kind of decided to, just write some songs together and then maybe release a few songs just for the fun of it. No band, no nothing. Um, and then everything just kept progressing and progressing. And eventually we had 10 songs and we were like, well, I, I guess we should release this as a band. And then we shopped to some labels, got picked up by Wake Up Music Rocks. And then the rest is history. <laughs> That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. How is it like working with your children? Does it turn into a like a power battle or <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, honestly, I'm just um, happy that my kids allow me to be in their band <laughs> for one. <laughs> right. Um, you know, their most most uh, kids when they hit a certain age, they don't want to do stuff with their parents because right, it's not, not going to cool do with their parents. right but um i'm fortunate that they uh they actually you know uh want to be in a band with with their dad and it's pretty cool it works great um we work really well together obviously and of course i'm the dad so at the end of the day i got final say you know? <laughs> yeah this was, this was the thing yeah <laughs> had you guys all grown up or had they grown up listening to the same music as you or how did that work out um well, obviously, uh, you know, with my history with saliva and all of that stuff, they they were exposed to music at a very early ages. Um, but 
they actually listen to completely different. I mean, we have some basic musical influences that are the same, but they listen to a stuff uh, a lot different to me. Like Zach's really into EDM and hip hop. Um, and Sean is into w more heavy stuff, way more heavy stuff than I listen to. I, I used to listen to like all kind of heavy stuff, but I've mellowed out in my older age. Um, so, uh, it just somehow works though with everybody having completely different influences and tastes and it all kind of comes through in our music. Um, you can kind of hear different tinges of all kinds of stuff in our music. So. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I heard bad news. I've been jamming it before we started and that's a great song. And what I wanted to say also is it's got a pretty deep meaning. Can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, the song was the the idea of the song was basically written about um my son Zach uh he was in a, another musical project it was a hip hop project um and one of the guys that the his other guy in his musical uh project um kind of always made Zach feel like it was all him and and Zach couldn't really do anything without him he kind of like gave him that notion, you know? Um, and then obviously Zach ended up quitting that and, and now he's in cold words. Um, so the song, the idea of the song was initially about, um, about that, about ha being with, being involved with someone, whether it be in a band or relationship or whatever, that always makes you feel like you're inferior to them and that you can't succeed or, or be anything without that person. Okay. Fair enough. Rena? Yeah, that, that's interesting. Like, you know, just uh, from, from the notes, I figured it would have been more about like, I don't know, like getting into a gang or, or something, you know, about <laughs> right, the whole right. like illusion of loyalty that isn't there, which is well, like, yeah. and, and this is like for, for younger kids, this is, you know, this is a skill that you learn with age, right? To like, be able to read people and their their intentions and and their uh, whether they're uh, trustworthy or not, you know. And and absolutely, we we can tell much better than a nineteen year old can. Yes, and the other thing is too is we, um, you know, that's the basic concept of the song where Zach got the idea um, from. But we like to make our songs open for interpretation so like what it means to somebody else is completely fine um zach i asked zach to give me a quote um a short quote about what the meaning of bad news is to describe to the overall listener and here's what he said bad news is about losing touch with someone you care about when they've become surrounded by people that change them for the worse and become blinded by loyalty to people that will never reciprocate it. Right. So that's, that's that. a really, really well worded description. Yeah. And, and and these are like sad lessons of life, but they are needed. <laughs> like you yeah, know, the, reality. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, that you you sort of have to come across these disappointments and and learn about that type of people to be able to recognize them in the future. Oh, yeah, like I mean, this ring bell, you know? <laughs> yeah, li life is life is all about lessons and if you're smart enough to learn from them, you'll evolve and if you're not, you'll just stay in that circle. Right. Right. 
Just... Well, since you're now in a band with your boys, uh, is, is it like your retirement plan for them to like, I don't know, whether they're going to start bands on their own or, or like continue this one without you. And then you're like 75 in a wheelchair and always on tour with them. You know, you're, you're just there telling your like <laughs> war stories of saliva tours and Oh, this is nothing, boys. You should have been there back in <laughs> yeah. 98. Yeah. Where, you know. <laughs> We used to have to walk to the gig uphill both ways. Right. You know, um, <laughs> <In> the rain. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, we had actually, very big drops that we each carry all over the gear. So I, um, I actually have a uh, – what I do full-time now is I have a band management company called PCM, Paul Crosby Management. Um, I also manage cold words as well. So, uh, you know, if the band were to keep going on the trajectory it's on and it becomes lucrative for them at some point, surely I will step off and just manage the band and they can get right. some other drummer, you know. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, they may eventually want to do their own bands. Who knows? Right now, we're just taking the ride and... Um, Our whole, our main goal when we started this band was just to do music together as a family, and mm. we've already accomplished that. So anything that happens from here on out, it's it's a icing on the cake, you know. I think that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, yeah. super cool. What is the writing for you guys like then? Are you guys all writing together because you're, you know, in the same vicinity, or are you guys sending stuff back and forth? How does that work? We're sending stuff back and forth. Um, And we all, me and me and my sons, um, are the main writers. And sometimes I have an idea, and that starts the song. Sometimes it's Zach. Sometimes it's Sean. Um, it's just we just collaborate. Everybody, no matter what whose idea it initially was, we all put our input in it at the end of the day. Um, but like I said, sometimes I have songs and that's how the whole thing started was I had some songs and then they put their touch on it and they'll send me their ideas. I'll put my touch on it. So it's it's pretty uh, a pretty mutual collaboration. That's great. So no, no, no butting heads so far. Like, has it been a smooth ride or has there been like, no, I want this and no, you're not going to get it or like. Uh, there's, you know, there's sometimes some butting heads, um, but not not really butting heads. It's just uh I, you know, obviously I've been doing this professionally for a really long time. So I kind of know more about structures and what's going to work and what's going to translate and what's not. So sometimes I have to go, look, that's probably not going to work. We're kind of straying off the path and then have to explain it to them and, you know, maybe threaten to take off my belt and bend them over my knees. But, you know, other than that, you'd be grounded if you don't do yeah. it. Okay, right. Other than that, yeah. Going to bed without dinner, bad. mister. Yeah. You're grounded, yeah. <laughs> Are you guys planning on taking this out on the road? Absolutely. We 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 did our debut shows uh, a couple of months ago. Um, one was here in, in Houston at a, a a pretty popular venue called Scout Bar, and then the, our second show was a festival opening for Nonpoint, Blacktop, Mojo. There was like five nationals um, on that, so that was our second gig. We're working on a, a few more for this year, and then we're planning on next year trying to get it on as many festivals and stuff like that as possible. So, 
Nice. So are you like one of those bands or families, I guess in this case, that's always writing or you set, set, set time aside to write? We're always writing. One of us is. Um, and <clears throat> right now we actually have a folder in our Dropbox that probably has 15, 17 completed songs that we pick and choose from for releases. But usually a lot of times we end up when we pick a song and we're like, that's going to be our next release. A lot of times we end up writing one even better before then and switch it up. So nice. That's beautiful. Rena. I don't have uh, uh, a specific thing right now. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com. But if you were to um, paint a perfect picture for 2024 for the band, what would it look like? If I had my way, um, being on big major national tours, all the festivals, um, you know, like I said, um, at this point, just being in a band with my sons and releasing music and having it well received is the goal's already been accomplished. But, you know, if we could take it to a bigger level, sure, that would be even, you know, cooler. That's great. Hey, as we're doing this interview, I think we have a common uh, a common friend in or a friend in common. You know Rory Romano? I think he oh, was, absolutely. He was your yeah. TM, right? He was our TM sound guy for a long time. I love Rory. He's awesome. I've known Rory since we worked in the studios in New York City from I don't know nineteen eighty nine or eighty eight or something. I've known him forever. He's a good dude and a great a great sound guy, great tour manager. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. awesome. We, we go we go a pretty good ways back. Probably not as far back as you and him, but I would say 12 years, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe even more, right? Because he was on yeah. that with you guys early on. Yeah, definitely. Maybe, maybe more time slips me, you know, so. Yeah, that's funny. Small world. Yeah. Music world is yeah. definitely small. Yeah. So what do you guys have planned then for the rest of this year? Just, uh, Obviously, we just released Bad News. We're going to release another single called Flatline after this one. It's actually about um, one of my best friends and recently deceased guitar player from Saliva, Wayne Swinney. Um, so we're going to drop that in a video for that. We're going to release uh, the, the new EP is going to have five songs. We're going to release probably four singles and then release the EP. It's kind of the new way of doing things. Yeah, it's definitely so, the new model. I would say that the full EP would probably be out by sometime spring 2024. And we're just going to focus on releasing singles and maybe doing a couple of shows. And then, like I said, the main focus is to try to get on a bunch of festivals next year. So you are going to stay with that sort of newer music business model of the singles every six weeks or something, as opposed to <clears> the <throat> record first or the EP first. Absolutely. It, but I don't really... Um, I don't really do the we're going to do a single every six weeks or every two months kind of thing. I kind of make sure that we have the follow up single video, everything ready for it. And we release the single and I just watch it. And whenever it goes over the hump and starts to come back down, whenever that is, we'll drop the next one. It may be six weeks, two months. 
maybe we'll get lucky. It'll be six months, you know, but um, that's kind of what the way I, I look at it. So when you're putting the record again, I think there's a lot of uh, artistic talent that's missing in like sequencing records now or EPs, right? Because nobody does that anymore. Yeah, they de it definitely. And, and unfortunately, you know, I come from the, the generation of you buy an album and you play it front to back and you just rock that for a while. Like you know? the way the artist meant it to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a picture, right. like, you know, a piece of art. Um, but unfortunately, if you do that now, a lot of the songs aren't going to get their day. They're not going to get their, their due diligence. So um, if you've just released singles, it, the, the music listening uh, audience is very ADD these days. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. um, so if you, if you do it a single at a time, it gives it more attention to each song. And then a lot of people are not even doing EPs. They're just doing constant singles. Yeah. I'm going to make sure we at least put it on a, an EP or an album at the end of all the singles so that it still goes, you know, in the right sequence. And for the, for the, um, the rare few of us that still like to listen right. to a, an album in its entirety. That's the way I to like to consume music, the way you intended it to be, you know, listened to and, listening looking at the liner notes and you know reading everything about it that's i think a whole yeah. lot of art that's gone me me too i still i still love that that's that's how i do it excellent Rena, you got anything else no i think we still need a bumper unless you want to do silly yeah, pictures you, you want to do a a picture so we're going to do something we, we have this yeah the segment where we um want to dig in deep to your psyche <laughs> okay we're well, going to show you a careful. weird picture be careful what you ask for <laughs> no that's what we want these do really well on uh you know one-offs so oh, I got, yeah, for sure. i've got a picture here it's completely fucked up tell me what you see and what would be the next frame all right all right i'll try to do my best yeah it's it's gonna surprise you i'm sure but here you go what do you got there um hold on one second i'm kind of blind oh man <laughs> that's the first uh initial response i gotta say okay. though like we've been looking at these now and i think i'm i think i'm getting pretty good darn darn good at like uh deciphering what's going on like and what is the intended meaning so no pressure paul but just <laughs> give us your your am, take I first. To, am I supposed to tell you what the net what what I would add to this, or am I supposed to tell you? Am I supposed to try to decipher this? I'm good with whatever uh, you want to do. First, just tell us what you see because there's a lot of listeners who will not see this picture. Just describe it first, then tell us what do you think is the gist of it, what's going on, and then thirdly, what's the next frame? Uh, I see a drunk man uh, eating popcorn that just looks like he just stabbed a guy. <laughs> Next to a sewer <laughs> with a Bigfoot in it. Um, I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but um, I'm just waiting for like a UFO to come in and beam up the little guy in the sewer lid thing. Fair enough. Wow. Wow. I, I, I love that we brought the extraterrestrial into yeah. the game. I mean, at, at this point, why not? There's everything else in there, right? We got Bigfoot and the whole deal. Yeah, Bigfoot. That's who's in the thing. Yeah, they need a UFO beaming him up from that. Where, where is Bigfoot? Right there in the sewer. Yeah, in the sewer lid. 
if that's what that is. That's what I look. It looks like to me. I'm gonna get. There is a store lit on the street, right in yeah, front of yeah. the. No, no. In front of the drunk guy. Go who, in front of for that. For some reason, is thinking about muscle. So I'm thinking he's a he's thinking he's a big guy now because I agree he stabbed that dude. You know. Yeah, he stabbed that dude. Now there. He he's a big man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he thinks he's a big man now because, like, you know, he's smaller than the guy he stabbed, which you can see if, like, you know, if you sort of turn him upright. Maybe he had like a Napoleon complex, which is actually a, a wrong thing to say because Napoleon was not short. It was uh, propaganda against yeah. him to make him look weak. But he was actually taller than the people of his age. This was, sorry, I digress. But uh, the thing that you are calling a sewer lid and Bigfoot in it, I think it's just that uh, guy who's dying and he's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, that's that what, be... Yeah, that's what it looks like, too. To me as well. More be. than Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Paul, I appreciate you playing along. I know that's kind of not what you uh, planned on, but we like to play it's a little fun. bit. It's yeah, fun, yeah, though. And people love it. And so if fans want to find you guys, can you drop your socials? Yes. Facebook. Dot, first of all, the band is pronounced cold words, but it's spelled C-O-L-D-W-A-R-D-S. You can find us at Facebook.com slash cold words. Instagram at Cold Words Music, um, YouTube, you can just search Cold Words. Um, and also, I want to invite everyone, please go to our YouTube channel and check out our videos. I think we have six videos on there now, including bad news. And make sure you hit the subscribe button, not only for my band, for any bands you like, um, because it really helps them, you know, with YouTube royalties and um, algorithms and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely go check exposure. that out. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So, Paul, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, really. Good luck with the record. I love what you guys are doing. I love the whole family vibe with it, too. That's great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Be well, my friend. All right. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.